Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We host Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, August 4th. And after missing a week last week, we didn't record. We are finally back. And in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some offseason work that we've been seeing Paolo Bancaro do that we're really excited about. The Orlando Magic joining or returning back to Mexico City for some basketball uh, preseason game coming in the near future. And um, uh, the very first topic that we want to touch base on, which is Jonathan Isaac finally releasing his United's brand, um, the announcement of him being finally healthy and expected to play um, and be ready for training camp in this season. And by the way, he's dropping his own sneaker, man. He decided to not sign with Nike. He fell off of Nike, and now he is going to be wearing his very own Judah basketball shoes. So, First and foremost, Al, what's going on? What's good? And then second, tell me your thoughts, your initial thoughts about uh, Jonathan Isaac, who is has been injury prone, um, hasn't been able to stay on the floor, um, and he's going to be wearing his own basketball shoe. How comfortable do you feel about that? Do you like the idea? Do you even like the sneaker? Let's start off with that. So I got to say, the sneakers actually surprised me a bit. They're, they're not bad looking at all. Like They don't look bad. They don't. like. I, I don't know who he hired to design it, but they did a good job designing the shoe. That's number one. Um, but to your point, my concern is he's a guy that's had a bunch of injuries, ankle, knee, um, hamstring, everything you can think of from the lower body. And to now come out and play with your own shoe, it's a little bit risky. Not going to lie. But hey, you never know. Maybe he had it custom made. Maybe he had it specifically done to deal with his injuries, kind of like what Steph went through, getting that that uh, customized ankle uh, brace that he got. He's, since then, no more ankle injuries. So I'm hoping that that's the case for J.I. as well. Uh, let's think positive here. But again, the, the, the sneakers are nice. I like them. Uh, I wish him the best of luck. I hope it's not a situation where two games into it, injuries start to happen. God forbid that happens because we need this guy on the court. Uh, so I don't mind. I don't mind it. I'm excited for it. Uh, good for him for doing this. I know he's been, he's big about uh, his own brand and doing things kind of his own way. So good for him. I'll be rooting for him. Um, just need him to stay healthy. What about you? What do you think of the shoes? What do you think about his his brand? Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was listening to an interview that he was doing today on on IG Live. He was kind of talking about the the birth of. Uh, his brand Unitas, where he was talking with his pastor and pretty much when everything was going down in the bubble, um, you know, the, the pastor kind of gave him the idea of like, man, why don't, why don't you just do it? You know, you're yourself, like, you know, just, just, you know, create a brand that that's true to your values and, and all that. And then Jonathan Isaac was kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't think you understand how this kind of, kind of work. It doesn't work that way. Um, So, I mean, first and foremost, like shout out to him for actually, you know, it takes it takes a brave individual to do that. With that being said, um, this is what I really love about about this kind of thinking from a positive light. Because I know when people think about it at first, you know, you get a lot of people in the comments that are really negative in regards to, 
you know, Jonathan Isaac in general, just because he he does he hasn't been able to show that he can stay healthy on the court. In my mind, when it comes to marketing basketball shoes, because right now my man is on a marketing tour. This dude is doing interviews every single day. He's been on Fox News left and right. He is getting the word out there, and he is doing that extremely well. With that being said, the number one marketing tool for basketball shoes is playing basketball um, in an actual game. This is where you're really going to be able to market it, right? So you have to imagine that there's everything and and not saying that Jonathan has Jonathan Isaac hasn't been trying to get on the court because I do like in my heart of hearts feel like he's he's wanted to play basketball. It's not like he's been trying to milk it. Right. Um, But now more than ever, there's a lot of signs weighing in to this is this is it. It's got to happen now. Uh, His brand, uh, the fact that, you know, we're on the last leg of his contract. The fact that we we really need his his presence, like if if we're really let's be honest, if we're really trying to make noise the way we want to make noise, you know the the maximum capacity of what that looks like is with a healthy Jonathan Isaac. So, um, I mean that's that's really the benefits that I would see. I, I asked myself, would I wear them? Um, I'd wear them if they if they were a decent price. I I would I would wear them. I'd 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 show up to you know Esporta LA Fitness. You know, confident in them. I'll, I'll still I'll still go out there and ball out. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. I think it's a it's a mixed reaction. If you haven't seen what the colorways look like, he has a blue and white one. He has like this white and gray, uh, black and red, and like a a a tan beige and orange. And every single one of these sneakers has you know, his, his middle name, which is, which is Judah on there. So I'm, I'm curious to see, man, I'm I'm really curious to see how, you know, from a business standpoint, it really does because, um, I, I didn't expect the book to do as well as, as it's done. I'm not saying that I have the numbers and I can really tell you like how much money he's made, but I mean, just recently, you know, he posted a picture and, you know, his, his book is numbered two on Amazon for, you know, Christian books. So, you know, it's, it's gotta be doing something. Yeah. I mean, again, you gotta, anybody that, that plays for the magic, let's be honest here, we're going to support any way that we can. Right. So the fact that he's doing good with his book, good for him. I, I told you guys before I got the chance to listen to the audiobook, which by the way, it's the way that I read books. Uh, I don't have the patience to read, read a book like page by page. Like I give me an audio book while they work out, I'll put it on. Good book. I'm not going to lie. It was a good book. Uh, the fact that he's the one reading it himself makes it even more um, impactful as a Magic fan. Um, and the same thing applies with the brand, man. He's a Magic player. At the end of the day, we're going to support him. And to your point, if the sneakers are priced well, hey, what am I picking up a pair to support him? Um, but again, I think the biggest thing that we all want as Magic fans is him to be on the court, to stay healthy. Um, it's a big season ahead. And like you said earlier, he also mentioned in the interview that he is ready. For the, for the season ahead. So to hear him say that is exciting. Um, does the front office feel the same way? That's going to be the big question, right? Because we always hear GI say, I'm ready. But then the season starts and here are the minutes restrictions. Here's the uh, back-to-backs that he's not playing. So hopefully with a six-month kind of window here to get ready for the season, we won't have to deal about that because I think that he should be ready. Um, and again, I think the Magic fandom it's ready to embrace him, man. Like I, when he played last season, you feel the the electricity at Mway just because he was playing. Um, when he's playing defense, you can when he gets a steal or that block, the arena is right behind him. So we need that. We need that if we want to make noise in the East next season. 
Yeah, I will say I tried Googling United's clothing just to kind of see, you know, what the website looks like um, to see if there was a price point. And when I typed in United's, the first thing that pops up is um, a, another United's brand, another sports apparel brand, except it's spelled U-N, the number one, T-U-S, United's, oh, good. Uh, which is kind of strange because, you know, as you know, Jonathan Isaac, where's the number one um so when you click on that website it immediately has like this red banner that says we are not affiliated with jonathan isaac or his united's apparel company to find united's visit we are united's so that's interesting that's 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 unfortunate you know because i i think it's you know a clever name so um that's interesting so i'm i'm gonna gonna look into it that's terrible the fact that it's a number one incorporating that's just that's just really bad it's really bad timing i did see that his instagram like for the for the brand has a decent following already too so again good for him um i know he's put a lot of work into this uh, it does you said. yeah about yeah, 30 32,000 followers yeah in a few days that's not bad um you said the book is doing well the brand seems to be off to a good start so again good for him i know he's putting a lot of work into this um we gotta we gotta support him yeah, the uh, the brand motto is it starts with you and ends with us, Unitas. It's clever, clever. All right. With that being said, um, man, let us know what you think about the shoes and and, and try if 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 you're going to leave comments, um, send us a message. You know, try try to try to do it as unbiased as possible. Like I'm really curious to see what people's thoughts on these shoes. We've seen people come out with. You know their own brands. I, I I immediately think about you know you know the Starburys, for example. You know these these are you know a small sample size of of people that have brought out shoes that I looked at them just like eh. Not saying that Starburys are better or worse than you know the Judas, but I look at the Judas and I'm open minded. I'm open minded. So definitely uh leave, leave some comments, man. Let let us know what you guys think. Let me ask um, you this. Now the big the big thing happening right now um that people are really preparing for is uh Team USA. Um and there was some clips and, and before we get to Team USA, there was some clips that we saw in the offseason with Paulo Bancaro working out with Kevin Durant, um, which was really awesome to see because this is a player that um fits in that same same mold, six foot ten you know, kind of do it all forward. So um, what are your thoughts on, you know, Paolo Bancaro spending some time um, and and learning and growing and, and developing his game um, as short time period as it may be, but nonetheless with Kevin Durant? I mean, it's, it's exciting, man. If there's a player that you want to see Paolo kind of try to learn from and mold his game after, it would have to be KD, right? Because of his height. Uh, very different body type. So even better, the fact that Paolo's so strong and can, can do more in that in, in that sense, he's a different player. But from an offensive weapon, there's no better guy in the NBA to learn from. Um, so I, I saw the videos, him kind of doing different drills and basically mimicking what KD was doing. He was hitting those shots. Um, so I think it's going to be a huge summer. It's been a huge summer already for Paolo, getting to spend some time with Tatum, KD, putting in work we've seen him doing a bunch of workouts with a bunch of different trainers now he's going to team usa like he's getting a ton of experience um i'm a little concerned for the early season fatigue because he's had a busy summer 
But once he gets going, like December, January, man, this kid's going to blow up because he's putting in the work. And one thing is for sure, when you put in the work, you see the results. That's just the way that, that it goes in basketball. Um, so I am so excited because he is learning a ton of different things. Little, He was already a beast last season. Let's, let's start with that. He had an amazing season. Picking the brains of players like Tatum and KD, man, you're learning little things. How to move your foot a certain way. How to hit the guy to get him off balance on the defensive end. All those little things will make him a much, much better player. So I am so excited to see what he looks like next season um, and in years to come, of course. But I do think we'll see easily 24 points a night from Paolo next season. Yeah, and the exposure has been next level. You know, it wasn't just Kevin Durant. He was also spending some time with, you know, Jason Tatum and some of, I, I believe it was Tatum's um, uh, camp that he had. But spending some time with Tatum, working out with him. Uh, again, this is high level exposure that, you know, Paulo Bancaro is, is kind of working through. Um, and you're right. You bring up a good point. I hope that he doesn't, you know, go into the season fatigued. You know, I, I hope all this experience, um, allows for him to be able to take his game up another notch, uh, going into his sophomore year. Um, and what's awesome about him being, um, a part of Team USA now is the fact that, you know, Coach Mosley was selected to be, um, the coach for the U.S. Select team. So today we saw a video of uh, Jamal Mosley working out with Paulo Bancaro and Brandon Ingram. So that that exposure that you know Paulo now has playing with with some of the guys out there. He's he's playing with Brandon Ingram. He's he's playing with uh, you know Anthony Edwards. Uh, he's playing with a, a lot of these high level players in this Team USA team. Man, that that's going to do wonders for uh, from both aspects for recruitment, in my opinion, in the future, we talk, we talk about, or we have talked about how highly, you know, our team has talked about, you know, coach Moles, Markel, Gary Harris, uh, talking about, you know, he's, he's one of the good ones in the league and how they want to win games for him. You know, this is an opportunity for him to be able to showcase his coaching, um, you know, his coaching pedigree to, you know, the, the team, the team USA, and also to the team select. You know, this team select has players like Kate Cunningham and um, has players like, you know, Chet Holmgren and and him being able to work with, you know, the veteran Team USA team. Um, I think that's that's added exposure as well. So uh, th there's a lot to be excited for. Um, and, and I think that surprisingly, you know, it's, it's going to be really fun, um, competitive basketball because, you know, just looking at a team like Team Canada, Team Canada got a solid team that, you know, just looking at it from a roster standpoint, like names that I see on paper, you know, RJ Barrett, we're looking at SGA, we're looking at, you know, Jamal Murray, like the, these are players that, you know, are, are, are going to compete and it's not going to be an easy cakewalk for Team USA. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. I think that if you think about also the other teams that are good, right? Like France, uh, Spain, Argentina is always good. Um, so again, and only that, you, you have a, you have a next in the back of your jersey because people know you're playing for the USA. You're supposed to be the team that's here to win it all. So teams already come in with the energy to want to play harder when they're going to play you. Um, so they have the target in their backs. So they have to come prepared. It's a young team, but I think they'll do fine. Uh, but again, it's great, great exposure for Paolo. It's great exposure for mostly to be able to be with um, with this young roster and kind of grooming them. And to your point, free agency-wise, you never know. This is your, your way of kind of showing what we're building in Orlando. You're seeing our star in Paolo. You're seeing our coach. Uh, the way that he gets involved in the game as a head coach, 
it's all positive vibes, if you ask me, in that sense for the Orlando Magic right now. They're getting a lot of on-court, um, kind of just letting all the others know what we have building here. Hopefully, that'll be enough to get some guys who want to come here and uh, join this this uh, thing that we're building in Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, with that being said, um, some some other news that kind of came by that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week was the fact that Admiral Schofield has agreed to return to, to the Orlando Magic on a two-way deal. If you remember, we extended an offer um, to Admiral Schofield last season to an actual contract with the team, and now it's transitioned back into a two-way. So how excited are you to be able to have Admiral Schofield back on that two-way deal? Uh, alongside Kevon Harris. I mean, it's right on theme, right? We're running it back. hundred <laughs> percent. We're running it back. So to bring him back, is a guy that it's kind of a vet, right? It's an older young guy. If you want to call it that he's got some experience. He knows the team. He knows the coaching staff. The front office seems to like him a lot. Obviously they've kept him around. Um, and whenever he gets on the court, man, whenever we've needed a two way guy to step in and kind of give us minutes, He's done well. He's a guy that plays hard, can hit a timely three-point shot. He did it against Boston. That's the reason why we won uh, that game in Boston back in December. He was a crucial member of that crew that kind of kept us in the game and helped us win that game. Um, in my mind, a guy that just gets him, man. He he grinds. He understands the NBA is not given. Uh, so I think the young guys need guys like that in the, in the locker room to keep pushing them. So if you ask me, I think I'm, I'm perfectly fine on a two-way contract. I was worried that we were going to lose him once we decided to not keep him on a regular contract. But thankfully, again, it uh, seems like the front office had that kind of deal with him made already. Like, hey, we're going to let you go from the contract, but we do want you back on a two-way contract. So good to see him here. I don't mind him at all. What about you? Are you excited with him coming back or were you hoping for some kind of shakeup in the two ways? Yeah, no, 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 not. I'm I'm really happy that we brought him back. Um, I was a little worried that it was going to be another Devin Kennedy situation where, you know, we already offered him a contract. Um, you know, to I, I you know I I didn't see a scenario where you know we would bring him back down into a two way very similar to how I didn't see that scenario with Devin Kennedy. Um, so I was I was surprisingly shocked that it did happen, but I'm definitely okay with it. When you talk about you know the last couple guys. Um, down the line on the roster, you, know, you you're not going to find anyone better than you know Schofield and and Kevon Harris. So I'm excited about it. At that point, you might as well call up Devin Kennedy and bring him back. You know that's that's not a, a that's a solid three man two way uh, roster spots that you got there. So I'm I'm interested to see who they add with that last spot, and I'm also okay if they don't add anybody at all. Yeah, I'm the same way. I feel like at this point. The only thing that we really, really need is a big guy that, again, that can block shots and can rebound. I feel like we have that that need. Um, so I would like to see that kind of be the way that we fill the last roster spot, the last two-way contract. But we talked about that a few weeks back, uh, Devin Kennedy being the guy that they bring back. He doesn't have a contract right now. Uh, he keeps sending the tweets kind of saying that he's ready, that he's ready to prove his worth and all these kind of things. To your point, you're running it back. You're kind of doing things the right way here, I think the fan base would embrace him if, he, if he's brought back. I, I think, again, we also could use even more shooting. So that may not be a bad name, but I doubt that's the way that it goes. Yeah, so so do I. Now, let's talk Let's talk about young cores because it was something that I saw online that um, internally bothered my soul a bit. Like, I, I, was, I was at work, and I was fully focused, 
And then I saw this and then it kind of distracted me completely and it bothered me. So I had to respond to a few people. But um, SB Nation's top 10 young cores, they came out with a top 10 young core list. And the list goes as following. Number one, Oklahoma City Thunder. Two, San Antonio Spurs. Three, Memphis Grizzlies. Four, the Houston Rockets. Five, the Orlando Magic. Six, Detroit. Seven, Minnesota. Eight, New Orleans, nine, Indiana Pacers, and then 10, the Charlotte Hornets. I can't believe the Hornets are even on this list. Um, man, when you, when you, when you look at where the Orlando Magic are at, right, on this list, granted, this is, this is people's opinions. Collectively, we understand that the Orlando Magic just naturally are under people's radars. Um, even more so going into the season. Um, but when you look at Oklahoma, San Antonio, Memphis, Houston, where do you feel like what team in front of the Orlando Magic do you feel should not be in front of the Orlando Magic? Or do you feel like they got it right? So, no, definitely didn't get it right. Um, I got to say there's only really two teams that I feel like have a right to be above us right now. Maybe not because of talent, but when you think about just the arsenal that they have as far as like picks and how much better they can get via trade. So for instance, OKC, I do agree that OKC has a lot of talent in young guys, mainly because of SGA. Like He's a star, he's an all-star. No other team in that list above us has another. Well, Memphis does, which in my mind is the second best team. So I will tell you OKC and Memphis, I can agree with. Like I can see why there's they, they're ranked ahead of us. As far as San Antonio goes, I get it. You drafted a stud, number one pick, all the hype around him. But other than that, I don't think there's any any other young guys in that team, honestly, that you would say that you'd rather have instead of Paolo or Franz. If you ask me, like you call San Antonio right now, and outside of Wemby, if you were to say, hey, I got Paolo or Franz on the block, like the magic would hang up right away. There's just no way. So... In my mind, again, OKC, Memphis, I, I, I agree they can be higher than us. But other than that, man, uh, Houston, no way. San Antonio, no way. That's my opinion. I think the Magic should be third in this list, if not maybe even two when it comes to young teams. I, Memphis is young, but I think that they're a little more seasoned than the Magic are right now. What about you? What are your thoughts on on the list and where the Magic should be ranked? Yeah, I mean, listen, re realistically, yeah, I agree with you. Three would be the sweet spot. Oklahoma City, the fact that they were able to make as much noise as they did uh, this past season. This is without Chet Holmgren because you still don't – not that you don't know what you're getting with Chet. It's just you don't know the dynamic that he's going to bring with that team. Um, there, There's a great possibility that he'll, he'll make an impact, right? So uh, Oklahoma City, I, I definitely see at number one. San Antonio Spurs, man. I'm still not on the hype, man. I, I, I get the hype around Victor Wimpanyama. I don't believe that, you know, he's going to be an all-out, you know, game changer for the San Antonio Spurs year one. I think that he, whether or not he wins rookie of the year or not, at the end of the day, man, you, you look at the, the Western Conference right now and, and you look at all the teams that are in there, it, it's tough out there in the West, man. Mm -hmm. these, these teams aren't, aren't going to just, you know, flat out, you know, sit there and, and just die. I mean, you look at maybe a team like Portland, you still don't know what's going to happen with Damian Lillard. Portland is still, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at maybe going into the season with Dame and, and taking their time. So you, you look at teams in the West, 
there's not really anyone really out there tanking like that. Like San Antonio Spurs mm-hmm. next season could potentially get another top five pick to to add. And then maybe from there, you know, maybe you're adding another young player to to that team around Victor Wembanyama. then sure. But, you know, looking at the roster, they got Jeremy, they got Keldon Johnson, Devontae Graham, you know, Devin Vessel. I mean, who are you afraid of if you're the Orlando Magic? Like, who? Seven game series. I'm I I I'm calling a sweep. I don't I don't I don't see it. Houston Rockets, okay, they got they got a plethora of young players, right? And if they had last season's head coach instead of, you know, Emmett this season, then, you know, even more so. And I think that people are putting in a lot of, you know, emphasis on what his coaching style would be like with this young team. Um, but even still, like the Houston Rockets compared to what the Orlando Magic are able to do, and this is me being unbiased. Um, I just I just don't see I don't see a struggling against Houston. You're talking about top ten young cores. So we're looking down the line of three, four years, you know, the Orlando Magic are gonna be up there top three. And I don't I don't see how we have, you know, the the Houston Rockets. Like if you want to make your case for the Spurs, you you make your case for the Spurs. It it is what it is. But the Houston Rockets, I just don't see it. Um, I even believe Indiana Pacers should be a little bit higher. I agree. That's one team that to me is kind of my mind kind of shocked me to how low they are. Um, I mean, Detroit's a little confusing. Like they have a good core of young guys. I don't know how they all fit together. So I kind of I can see Indiana and Detroit kind of swapping. If you ask me, I think that Indiana has done some really really good moves over the past uh, couple of off seasons. Um, but it, it is strange. I think Houston is this high because of what they did in the offseason. You know, they 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 signed Van Fleet. They added some some vet presence. I get it. But again, from a young core standpoint, when I talk about best teams right here, it's just simply young core. I don't know. Uh, Jalen Green, as much as I like him, when he came on the draft, he hasn't proven himself just yet to be an impactful player to impact winning. Uh, Jabari Smith, liked him a lot last season too in the draft. But again, he he... Did not perform last offseason. He did great in summer league. Can he do that at the NBA level now? So, again, in my mind, the, the right place for us to be will be third. I may even be okay with fourth, but fifth, I think it's a bit of an insult, if you ask me. Yeah. So, next up, we have the Magic, who will be facing off against the Hawks in the NBA Mexico City game um, in November, November 9th. Um, man, it, it seems like basketball is just so far away and you know, we're, we're just, you know, slamming into the beginning of August. Um, and we're, we're talking about, you know, games all the way in November. It, it's going to be a little while before we, we get back into action. But again, luckily we have, um, these team USA games that are going to hold us over a bit. Preseason will start August 7th, um, uh, against Puerto Rico, they'll be playing against Slovenia, Spain, Greece, and um, the long-awaited Germany. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Paolo versus Franz, and then the round round one group phases um, August twenty-six. So these these are the games where it's going to really count. We're going to be going against New Zealand, Greece, and Jordan. The tough part about these games are that they're going to be extremely early. Um, so make sure that you know you you you're recording um, and, and that way you can actually see these games. Unfortunately, we're going to be able to know what the results are because are you, are you going to be waking up at four o'clock in the morning and watch these games? No. <laughs> right. No. 
Yeah. I mean, really good for our, our listeners uh, across the pond because, you know, they'll, they'll be able to get some, get to see some of these games at a, at a decent, uh, at decent time, but 640, um, 640 in the morning against New Zealand, 640 in the morning against Greece, 440 in the morning against Jordan. My goodness. Yeah. Impossible. We're talking, we're talking about this off the air before we started recording and I'm like, we're going to have to watch the highlights. There's, there's no way around it. If you DVR it, great, but it, again, we'll know the results at that point. Um, but that Germany versus US, that's a last kind of warm up game before the group stage. That's going to be a fun game to see Paolo and France go against each other. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah. And then how can you not? So obviously we root for Team USA, but how can you also not root for Germany? They got preseason game August 9th against Canada. That's going to be a fun game to watch. August 12th, China. Then they face Canada, Greece, USA. Um, Group phase against Japan, Australia, and Finland. Again, all extremely early, early games. Um, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. And then following that, man, we got media day October 2nd, October 3rd, training camp, October 10th through the 20th preseason. So we still got you know, a good solid uh, two months, um, literally about less than two months um, until media day starts. So two months of really just international basketball holding us over. I gotta say, at least we have something to keep us kind of entertained, right? We got we got FIBA World Cup happening. We got Paolo to watch, France to watch. Hopefully, they make it late into the the, the late stages, and that goes into September. So then, all we gotta wait for is another couple of weeks to the to the media day and all that training camp starts. Um, but to make it easier for you, this is the way I do it in my head. By the way, it's I'm like, hey, it seems to say so far away. Two more months. I'm like, wait. That's eight more episodes for the podcast. We got this. <laughs> oh, that's it. Just eight that's more it. episodes. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Could be less if there's nothing going on. True. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, listen, <laughs> we, we got to make do with what we got, right? The Orlando Magic right now, they're not in the best uh, headline news at the moment. We didn't want to talk about it. want to keep it just sports. But, um, man, really looking forward to us getting past this where <laughs> you Google the Orlando Magic and, you know, nobody's happy about the Orlando Magic <laughs> at the moment, right? You got – Former, not necessarily former, but you got NBA players that are are now talking up, uh, talking about their dissatisfaction with with the Magic and and their donation decisions. Um, I, I'm I'm at a point where all right, off season has has already done everything that I needed them to do. We need to kind of move this along a little bit um, and get the season kind of rolling because um, a lot of people need it right now, and I am one of them. Uh, yeah, man. I think anyone who's a Magic fan right now is just tired of, of this is time of the year where you kind of just chill, right? The free agency happened, the draft happened. We're just waiting for the season. And for this to kind of happen right now, unfortunately, it's not ideal. Um, that's why I'm just looking forward to just, hey, let's get basketball going. FIBA World Cup is around the corner. Uh, and again, just get the season started as soon as possible. Um, like you said, we, we both made the decision. Let's keep it sports. We don't want to get into politics and all these things. But I think... Uh, yeah, things could have been handled a little bit better, if you ask me. Yeah, as if free agency wasn't hard enough. All right, on that note, we're, we, we're going to keep this episode pretty short and light um, just because there's not a whole lot going on. Um, we missed last week, um, but we're back to it this week, and we'll, we'll kind of see what ends up happening next week. So on that note, it is a wrap. Appreciate you guys for listening. Catch you guys maybe next week. <laughs> 
For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.